At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. Jingle bells, jingle bells, let's get a dog tonight. Oh, what light can bring the boots. A Christmas for bright. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek on a technically sort of a Christmassy day. Most people are still recognizing it as a Christmas, but Jim and I are here because no days off. We're doing podcasts on Christmas Day that no one will hear. Didn't have a podcast day. Just getting the reps, man. Yeah, I think that was one of the best podcasts we've ever done. It's just, yeah. it's unfortunate that no one's ever going to hear it. But yeah, it was amazing. It was, you should have heard the guest, too. Jeez, it was <laughs> uh, yeah, incredible. But no, you're right, Joe. We are grinders. So, you know, driving in this morning on the 26th, you look around and you say, well, no, people aren't in school. We knew that for sure. But it doesn't look like any, too many people are working either. Nope. But darn it. We're here working. We're That's here potting. Right. That's right. Jim is in a, in a, in a t-shirt right now. There, there's something peeking up over the neck of the t-shirt. It's a tattoo of that dog over his heart because Jim's got that dog in him. <laughs> working today, working yesterday. We are taking no days off. We got a game tonight. In case you forgot with all your Christmas uh, celebrating, uh, Pacers at 7 p.m. Definitely good to have the team back in New Orleans for home games because they've been so good in the Smoothie King Center. And by the way, I don't have any tattoos, but if I did get one, I think the first one would be something referencing how I have that dog in me. <laughs> you have to, man. And I, and I think one day, somewhere on airline, there's a place that'll do it, right? If you're just like walking. <laughs> that, that sounds safe. Yeah, fall down hammered. You won't get tetanus. <laughs> It'll be fine, Jim. Uh, man, I, I got to say that win over the thunder, it thrilled me. Uh, it, it stopped my heart. It uh, it made me uh, doubt 
Uh, also, you were there for it, which made me feel better. Jim was actually in the, the radio studios uh, for that one. If you didn't get to listen, shame on you. Uh, it was fun to have you there. You actually Thanks, tamped Jill. down my uh, my dampened spirits there for yes, a bit. It was a very lovely evening on the 23rd with you and Gus Cadengill in the arena in the nice studio. Uh, yeah, it was one of the most uh, interesting games. I guess that's how I'll put it. The fact that the Pelicans <laughs> were up 20-plus OKC made a huge run and went up by, I think it was seven or nine in the fourth quarter. And you're thinking, man, this is not looking good. Pelicans are going to run out of gas here in the second game of a back-to-back after they beat San Antonio at home on Thursday. Todd Graffinini believed the whole time. (laughs) I mean, I actually, I don't even know why, but midway through the fourth quarter or so, I walked into the back into the room and I was like, I feel like they're still going to win this game. I, I just feel good about it. Yeah, and I think I, I remember my exact response being, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, something like that. Yeah, I, it was a tough sell, and I don't, <laughs> I don't blame anyone for looking at me like maybe you've had a little bit too much eggnog already tonight, yeah, Jim. Jim was but, alone in a in an office, so who knew what he was doing in there? I was like, I, I was like, <laughs> did Jim walk in here in a cloud of smoke? Why is he saying that we're going to win this game? Uh, but somehow, Jim, the Oracle was correct. I had, you know, I just sort of felt like the Pelicans had gone flat. Mm-hmm. I hate to be a momentum guy or something as non-specific, sure. non-analytical as momentum, but it just seemed like no shots were falling and the Pelicans had just were just shooting themselves in the foot and it almost felt like they were waving the white flag a little bit and then sure enough, uh came rolling back and then OT happened and uh that's when I sort of started to believe. I started to hop on the gym train. And sure enough, you were right, man. I, I appreciate you being there to drag me out of the hole. And appropriately for how crazy that game was, you know, you, you mentioned how they go up by seven in overtime. They're up 127 to 120, and it's like, okay, we're good now. We got this. Yeah. But no. probably for this game, there were so many twists and turns. And somehow you got back to the point where you were up seven, and then OKC has a chance at the buzzer to tie the game with a 30-footer, maybe yes. further than that. And than FGA, Shea. by the way, had a career-high 44 points in that right. game. So when he put up that half-court mm-hmm. you know, buzzer beater, in my heart, if you if you were outside the Smoothie King Center, even with our you know soundproof glass and whatnot, you probably heard me going, yeah, <laughs> just waiting to see what was going to happen. And uh, luckily, that shot didn't fall. But uh, part of me, if, if SGA would have gotten it, would have been like, you know what? He deserves it. He right. deserves it. He's been getting anything he wants all night. Uh, it was just it was just their night. I think the craziest part about that sequence, too, was so you have two free throws. You make either one. The game's over. You miss both. But there's only 2.7 seconds on the clock. Yes. So how how do you get to the point where somebody actually gets a, an open three-point attempt at the other end of the floor? And obviously, the Pelicans – it was a contested rebound, and I believe it was Trey Murphy, I think, that tapped it back out, mm-hmm. thinking, okay, I'm going to tap it back out and the clock's going to run out, which yeah. nine times out of ten, it would have ended the game and the ball goes somewhere. It either goes to the Pelicans or the OKC, and there's no yeah, way that – SGA was a wizard and, that game, so right, of course he was And it was there. like right in his momentum. It was like perfectly – it was like almost like a catch and shoot. It yeah. was batted to him so that he could kind of get into a rhythm and take a rhythm jump shot, so – Unbelievable. And it hit the rim. It hit the front of the rim. It It was scary. It looked good. But as I said on Friday night, there are no pictures in the standings, and the Pelicans will 
we'll count that. We'll chalk that one up as a win and we'll, yeah. we'll move forward and try not to remember any of the details. And I'm sure in yeah. like March and April when, you know, if it's a tight race in the standings, we won't worry about like, well, you know, they have, they have that win, but it didn't, it wasn't the way we wanted it to be. No, it yeah. counts as a win. No, no, for sure. And, and, and that game terrified me. Uh, I had my OKC friends texting me the whole game, just talking smack rightfully. So I was just taking it because we weren't doing well at that time. But now anytime they talk smack to me like, Oh, oh your little thunder. Yeah. I remember beating y'all. Yeah, <laughs> it was easy. Uh, wasn't stressful at all. Both times too. Both. Games. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, I, I think the other game too, it was like, maybe it was a four point win, but we won't remember that as a four point win. No. It was a, it was a blow. It took it was years oh, yeah, off my life at the time, but yeah. Oh yeah. Your little thunder team. <laughs> Good luck next year. Uh, no, look, Trey and CJ were uh, great. Uh, they hit threes in the first two minutes of OT to uh, keep us afloat. And, uh, man, I almost forgot that Trey Murphy had 23 points in that mm-hmm. game just based on how many highlight moments, I guess, Jackson had. Because that was a big coming out party for Jackson Hayes, and I think he rightfully got a lot of the uh, the talk uh, that night, you know, a lot of the focus and attention. Uh, but, man, Trey Murphy had a great game, and Jackson – just doing the most with his minutes, you you, you weren't sure what you were going to get because we haven't gotten much out of Jackson in the, in the limited mm-hmm. minutes he's gotten. Uh, but what what a great performance and, and what a great shaking off the rust game for him. It, it really was, and it was kind of similar to some of the games he had in the second half of last year yeah. where he cemented his spot as a starter at the four position. Um, he played a little – I think he played a little bit more five this game um, than he has been. Uh but man, it was just another example of we've talked about this a million times that they they go so deep on this roster, and now you ha- you're in a situation where a guy who hasn't even really been in your top ten or eleven of the rotation, you need him to step up and play more minutes, and he comes through with his best game of the year. So once again, just another example of of uh, just the wealth of talent that they have on this team. Um, and I thought with uh, Trey. Like you said, I think his game was kind of overshadowed a little bit by Jackson just because we're not used to seeing Jackson play so much and yeah. do as well as he did. But uh, And CJ made some big plays too. I thought CJ did not have a really good game at all. He shot five for 18, no. but he also came through. When it mattered, yeah. He, he really he did. Came he came through. He sort of far, made up for it. By far the best he played that night was in overtime. Yeah. And at the end of regulation, he had a play where he's dribbling through the lane. You're down two. He looks like he's going to fall over maybe get called for a travel the way they've been calling travels this year. Yes. But he's able to get the ball to Herb for the game-tying layup. So, yeah. It was I think his game was kind of symbolic CJ's game of the, the and Herb too. I mean, wasn't great overall as the night went on. Um you're thinking, you know, this is going to be maybe a loss, but they both came through with some big plays at the end. Some of us, myself included, were like, "Oh, you know, what are you going to get mm-hmm. out of Jackson because it's just such a you weren't sure." And then to see him just step up and I think he's done that a lot of times. Right when the Pelicans uh, fans or or you know followers seem to to want to write him off or forget about him, he dazzles you with some performance. You're like, oh yeah, that's the guy they drafted. The athletic floor running, you know, just athletic freak that he is. You know, and what he brings to the floor, he's a spark. And I noticed during the game Friday um, how much Jose Alvarado, for example, looks for him on alley oops. Yeah. I mean, as much as you know, you can forget about some of the talent that Jackson Hayes has because he hasn't been in games. But you, you, you have to remember that throughout the offseason and training camp, these guys are out there on the court with him all the time. They know what he can do. And I think that helps a lot as far as just 
they know that they can throw it up around the rim and he's going to jump over everybody and yeah. and get a dunk so that was that was huge uh, just to be able to give uh get get them some easy baskets and just make a lot of plays at both ends of the floor yeah for sure so so that one you know chalk it up uh once again easy peasy win no stress no lines in my face from it um speaking of no lines in my face no stress today's guest uh, it's, it's, it's a special one because we, we've tried a bunch of people. This is once again, sort of a Christmas show. Uh, so we tried, you know, tr- tried swinging for the fences. Uh, Mr. Chris Kringle turns out doesn't exist, but, uh, boy, did I try for about three days trying to get that number. Uh, so that was, uh, exhausting. Uh, who else did I try to Rudolph, get? Rudolph, I think. Yeah, Rudolph, uh, found out, uh, first of all, not, doesn't exist. Secondly, doesn't speak English. So that was tough. <laughs> Our, our various team in our call center, the podcast call center, uh, you know, just calling all of our contacts. No so, one wants to work today because they're, again, celebrating with their families. Lame! No days off! We're getting reps. There were even some veiled threats in there coming from my phone. Yeah. I, had to, I immediately, like, deleted the message because I don't want any of that coming back on me. Yeah, you don't need that. There heat. was some, you know, I, I, I had to try to twist some elbows and maybe, you know— Tell people that if if they don't respond to this or they don't comply with this, that there could be repercussions later. But yep. and I, and I also that. threatened people with physical violence from you. Like <laughs> I'm going to send Jim to your house, bro. Answer. That's frightening. Yeah. And but, uh, uh, no, 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 no luck though. So nope. we're, we're guestless again. Nope, guestless again. Uh, so the mystery guest at Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed Three Six Five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply hi i'm cindy crawford and i'm the founder of meaningful beauty well i don't know about you but like i never liked being told oh wow you look so good for your age like why even bother saying that why don't you just say you look great at any age every age that's what meaningful beauty is all about we create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Is... Jim Eichenhofer. Yes, and that's all you need uh, right before this game. You're probably hungover. You're, even if you didn't drink, you're probably emotionally hungover from the turmoil, especially if you're a parent that you endured yesterday. A lot of people have Christmas PTSD, and we are here to soothe you. So Jim is the guest today. Jim, what are you looking at in this game? You know, facing the Pacers tonight, I think the Pels are riding a bit of a high. You know, you sort of sort of down in the dumps for a little bit there and seems like we're starting to find a rhythm again. Do you think it keeps on rolling versus the Pacers? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the biggest things that I look at is Pelicans are 13 and four at home, which is the sixth best record in the league in terms of home records. The only teams that are better than them. And it's really, no one has that big of a, of a gap on the Pelicans. Golden state and Memphis are 13 and two at home. So they have a couple fewer losses than the Pelicans, Milwaukee, Cleveland, and Denver, uh, three other teams that have slightly better records in their home arena than New Orleans does. Um, 
So I think, I mean, that's one of the biggest things this week is, I mean, we have three home games coming up. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest deals with Indiana specifically is Pelicans have to play much better defensively than they did the previous time they played Indiana. They caught the Pacers during that part of the season when the Pelicans started out 6-6. Six and six. They were in the stretch where it was seemed like win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose right. a game for a couple weeks. But in that, in that game in Indianapolis, uh, the Pacers had a 50-40-90 game where they shot exactly 50% from the field, which is too high. They were 22 for 48 on three-pointers. I mean, that was a killer aspect of the game. Yeah. It seemed like they had a ton of possessions where they just drove and got maybe a half step on somebody, and the Pelicans had to help, and that guy's man was open for a three-point shot. So uh, I think that's the big – I mean, that was going to be the big focus tonight and this week, no matter who – Pelicans were playing against because they've had slippage at the defensive end. But yeah. I think um, it's even more important with Indiana that they just play a lot better defensive game than when they played them on November 7th. They have to be able to cut off some of the stuff that Indiana does really well. Um, another thing, too, that I think is interesting about this matchup is um, Indiana's been going with their most recent game on Friday. They went with like four guards in their starting lineup. So they went with – Tyrese Halliburton, Andrew Nemhard, Buddy Heald, and Benedict Matherin. Mm. I was trying to remember the other guy. He he's been coming off the bench almost all season. Yeah, but, it's been um, good. He though. started. He's been really good. He's a Rookie of the Year candidate. So I'm curious to see how that's going to play out if the Pacers stick with that as their starting five because it's just going to be, you know, can the Pelicans beat them up inside, score a lot of points in the paint. That's kind of New Orleans' bread and butter anyways. Yeah, curious but. to see how the, how the Pelicans match that because we have a bunch of guards, but our guards mm-hmm. uh, tend to be a little bigger. You know, outside sure. of Jose Alvarado and, and Devontae Graham, a lot of our guards could be forwards. Right, you know, they're, like they're her. Big. And I think, we, you know, if people go back to the to the podcast archives, the the, the gym heads, uh, as they're known, the, the people who are just the hardcore fans of Jim Eichenhofer, <laughs> If you go through the archives, you know, I, th- I think he, he, we flip and flop about how we looked at this point in the schedule because when we were riding high, sort of feeling good about it, you know, like, ah, well, you know, you sort of split a few of these games. Then we were sort of hitting that losing streak and the schedule looked daunting. Mm-hmm. And now you, you sort of off a couple of wins and you're hoping for more good health news from Larry Nance and maybe B.I. And you look at this schedule now and you, you think like, you know, I feel a little better. It doesn't seem as scary now looking at this this chunk yeah. of the schedule ahead. And I hope that they can find a solution to this in terms of the way that they've played on the road. But it, it's almost at the point now where I look at home games and road games completely differently. Yeah. That I, I look at a road game against a team that's below 500 as more scary, more daunting like than a, a home game. game. Than I, yeah, than a home game against somebody that has a good record. Just be based on the fact that the Pelicans are thirteen and four at home, like I said, and they're seven and eight on the road. And some of the they've played so many close games this year on the road too, for some reason. Yeah. Um. And that's if affected the results a lot. That I think more often than not, they've lost when it's been close on the road. Yeah, than I forget won. how many of those are back to backs without seeing the numbers and stuff. Yeah. But it has been. Yeah. It has been a rough go on the road. And isn't it insane? Uh, to be able to sit here right now and talk about what uh, an advantage it is to play in the SKC mm-hmm. because, boy, is that a new phenomenon. I've been here for so many years where playing at the SKC might as well have been an away game. It, right. it really mm-hmm. didn't feel like much of an advantage at mm-hmm. all. 
and to feel confident about good teams coming into the SKC, actually feeling good about it, like, man, we're going to terrorize them with the noise machine of the New Orleans fans uh, and the way the Pelicans play. It feels so good to honestly be able to say, we have a home court advantage here in New Orleans. Yeah, and I I don't know how many people probably caught uh, C.J. McCollum's most recent podcast uh, last week. I think it was maybe Thursday. He had Mark Spears on there, and Mark Spears was telling the other hosts of his show, hey, man, you need to get to New Orleans because they have this crowd is totally bought in, and I would say that that's what what has been the difference is that, I mean, there's – it helps a ton that there's more people in the seats and there, you know, the crowd, there's been more sellouts this year, but the volume has just been so impressive. And I think that's part of it. It also helps too. I think continuity wise that you brought back almost the exact same roster from last year. I mean, there's been a lot of years where it might've taken three or four months for the team to build up the comfort to the uh, arena and even the baskets because they, you had so many new players every year right. that wasn't, it didn't really totally feel even to them like a home court. But I think based on all these guys that were here last year and they were here for the playoffs as well, it it is starting to become something where it feels a little bit intimidating, I think to some of these visiting teams. So hopefully the Pelicans can continue what they've been doing at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, they the only of the four home losses too, most of them have been against the elite teams in the league. They lost to Milwaukee. They lost to yeah, Boston. no shame in them. So, um, if you can continue to beat teams that are kind of a little bit below you in the standings, and even you know, consistently beat teams with losing yeah, cement records, cement who you are you, and where you stand. You can really build up a good record. And yeah. I mean, Pacers, Timberwolves, Sixers at home this week. So. Because where do the Pelicans sit right now in the West, Jim, as we say right. this? Second place. Second and, place. And I tell you, we were very close last night to um, being able to walk in here today and say the first place Pelicans because the Phoenix-Denver game went to overtime. If Denver loses that game, the Pelicans would have been back in the number one spot. Yep. Didn't happen. But as it is, I mean, we're still happy to be back in second. Yeah. Now they, they just jumped over. The Grizzlies, they're tied with Memphis record-wise, have the exact same record, but... The Grizzlies were not worried about us, uh, so looking forward to that matchup. Uh, Jim, you know, we're as, as we're sitting here second in the West, you know, high on our perch, not to be a circling vulture feasting on a corpse, uh, but LeBron says life without AD is difficult for the Lakers as they face another loss. Uh, I just wanted to mention, uh, before we go today, how much that breaks my heart. Yeah, man, it's really sad. It's depressing. I mm-hmm. I, I lost a little bit of sleep last night. Yeah, uh, tossed and turned. Yeah, it's 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 uh, oh, poor LeBron. But yeah, oh, poor AD. They're in a position where they need to start winning some games mm-hmm. sooner than later, or they're going to be in trouble. I mean, if you look it's at the standings, they're yeah they're behind <laughs> OKC right now, um, a team that people didn't think was really going to probably even compete for the playing tournament. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I think uh, I think the Lakers. Are, they just started a long road trip too. So, I mean, we talk about the difference in the NBA between home and road. And, I mean, this next week or so, I think is there's definitely some urgency for them to uh, try to get some wins. Even if they get one or two, I think they they would be happy if yeah. because you can't get that much for, further below 500 or you're, you're, you're going to be in a hole that you can't climb out of and one that yeah. would just make us so sad. Yeah, and if they, they lose those one or two, that would just uh, shatter my heart. Cheers to OKC, by the way, who I also forget has Chet Holmgren just waiting in the wings, uh, injured right now. I almost forget that he was the yep. draft pick because he hasn't played all season. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they really do have a scrappy squad. And SGA 
just seems to be coming on in a way that I didn't even expect. He was always a good player, but I mean, this dude is really carrying the team on his back. So they could be a formidable squad uh, in the future. And don't forget, they have a trillion draft picks mm-hmm. uh, coming up, just like the Pelicans. So yeah. uh, they're another team that I think is going to surprise a lot of people in the next few years. And uh, they could be one of those teams that people forget about right now. But in a few years, people might be talking about Oklahoma City. So so cheers to you, uh, OKC fans. Uh, we see you. We are going into tonight's game. Uh, it's going to be an exciting one versus the Pacers. Tip-off at 7 p.m. Pre-game begins at 6.30 p.m. on WRNO 99.5 FM. Uh, Gus Kattengale will be there in studio with me and... Your old friend, my old friend, everybody's old friend, Graf. He will, of course, be on the call. I want to give a special Christmas shout-out to, to John DeShazer, too, uh, who everyone knows is, is out right now. Uh, we've been missing him on the broadcast so much, and uh, we just really want him to, to feel better. And uh, just wanted to wish a Merry Christmas to JD because, uh, again, he is missed around here and not forgotten. I'm trying to carry my pettiness uh, with me into every broadcast like JD. Anytime I can smack talk someone unnecessarily, uh, I do that. Uh, anytime I can talk about their jerseys, their shoes, anything that JD would do in the breaks, I've been doing it. So JD, I'm carrying the torch. I'm staying petty for you, man. Uh, so stay strong out there. We are the Pelicans Podcast, presented by Seat Geek. Get up, get loud, stay warm out there. Still a little chilly out there in this frosty New Orleans air, at least for me, because I'm a lizard man and I need a heat rock. Uh, So let's get out there and let's crank up the noise machine tonight, Pelicans fans. Jim Eichenhofer, thank you as always, my friend. Thanks, Joe. I enjoyed it, and we'll be back on Wednesday to talk some more Pelicans basketball. Yeah, we will, so tune in on Wednesday. And until then, go Pelicans! Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I, I apologize in advance for everyone who had to listen to my team there. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Balboa Park. Give me a woo. 
roller coaster. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.